is a disaster, a podcast about disasters and the music they make us listen to. I'm Peter, and I'm not here with my co-host, Lee. I'm Lee, and I'm not here with my co-host, Peter. And you're joining us for a Tragedy Tuesday, our mini-episodes about disasters that usually aren't so many, that happen on the weeks between our major disasters and other assorted episodes. <laughs> Speaking of which, I've been getting some more positive feedback about the album Autopsies. So All I right. Think, I think that's a fixture now. I think for a little while, those will <laughs> be the other disaster. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited about those. We've got a major disaster coming up, and I think you've already picked the next disaster. Uh, album for our next album autopsy yeah it's been decided so the homework assignments have been doled out (laughs) i think okay to be fair i haven't listened to the album that you've assigned yet and i'm not going to spoil it all right um but i'm afraid i might like it (laughs) (laughs) or at least not hate it so i I think we all will kind of probably maybe like it a bit yeah damn it which (laughs) yeah damn it that's the whole point yeah, that's the whole point. We we're not we're not here to crap on albums. We're here to see what maybe went wrong. Yeah, we're here to see. We're it's a it's um an unbiased look. Indeed, indeed. Hmm. Uh, today, actually, I have a somewhat musical disaster, but I'll get there in a second. All uh, right. First, I'm going to do a little bit of housekeeping, like I always do. If you're new here or not, welcome, welcome one, welcome all, new and old, hello, young, young and also old. Old applies in two different ways there. Old, um, with an E at the old. end. Exactly. Well, <laughs> some of the story is old with an E, too. All so right. <laughs> tying everything in. Um, if you want to get the full picture, I recommend you go back and start at the beginning. We do callbacks to previous episodes. I don't know if I do any today, but a lot of times I'll just talk about stuff that we've talked about before. Uh, today I was talking about the Black Death with Gary, reminding her of Kutluk and Magna Kalka. Oh, yeah. Patience yeah, so. zero and one. <laughs> yeah, so episode <laughs> thirteen, fourteen. Go back and check those out. Um, but yeah, so you, you, I recommend you start at the beginning and listen to everything. And then if you do that and you like it, the best way to help us out is to tell someone to listen. Even better would be to tell everyone to listen. Everyone you see, always mm-hmm. never stop recommending us. Yeah, you can also subscribe and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts would be great. You can keep up with what we're doing on social media at This Disaster Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, on our website, www.thisdisasterpod.com, and on our Patreon, you can become a patron, patreon.com slash thisdisasterpod. And as a patron, uh, you get access to bonus content like micro disasters every two weeks and uh, access to live streams when we record these episodes. You can also join our Discord. That's not Patreon exclusive, but there is a Patreon exclusive part of the Discord. But anyway, on the Discord, we do stuff like watch parties like the one that's happening a week from now yeah. to this moment. I think we're going to start around 8.30 Eastern Standard and watch Die Hard, everyone's favorite Christmas movie. 100% everyone's favorite movie, movie to watch at Christmas. Yeah, Christmas movie. That's what I said. Yeah, what I said. yeah Christmas tradition. Movie. Of movie. the last 10 years or so. Christmas, <laughs> Christmas movie. <laughs> Give or take. It's everyone's favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Say that. Yes? Please, <laughs> please be honest for once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I was not as dug in about it being a Christmas movie until it came up on the podcast, and now <laughs> I will die on this hill. <laughs> I know. You're a very contrary man. <laughs> I can relate. I, I have, I've, you know, I'm the same way. But yeah. um, you, know. you know what? Pick a position. I'll take the opposite one. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, debate club master <laughs> and future lo- litigator well funny enough in high school i tried out for the debate club and i did not make it <laughs> <laughs> you had so, to hold those skills you're a late bloomer yeah 
No, I, I'm exactly, especially in that department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, two more things before we get into the episode. I promise they're quick. First of all, uh, I tried red vines for the first time today. Red wines? No, is it? That's not what you said. Red, vi- red vines. Like vines. The, you know that you know like there's Twizzler Twizzler people and red vine people. Oh, those skinny things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're kind of skinny. I found like the ones that I got were like hollow. Yes. They, yeah. So it turns out I'm a Twizzlerman, not a red vine man. Okay, you're a classic yeah. Twizzlerman. I'm a cla- give me a classic Twizzler any day. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if this qualifies as disaster discussion, but they're kind of a disaster. They just taste like chewing on plastic to me. Yeah, I think I know. Like, I don't, I full stop don't care for red licorice, oh, but okay. there is a noticeable difference between your classic Twizzler spiral yep. Yep. design and now those yep. little, yeah, I know what you mean. Those vines. Yeah. yeah. They're odd. They're, they're oddly like, they're oddly fascinating because yeah. I, I ate like, three of them in a row in front of Gary, my <laughs> wife. And I, I basically like, I had one and I was like, mm. this is weird and kind of gross as I was grabbing the second one. Yeah, right. <laughs> and like I don't care for this at all. This is not great. And right now talking about it, all I can think about is going downstairs and getting another one. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the cupboard right now. I could, as I could as we're one. done. Yeah. I'm going to go down and get one. <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to mention, uh, anyway, well, first of all, if you're listening, weigh in Twizzlers or Red Vines. <laughs> Yeah. What's your preference? <laughs> On our Discord, if you want. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I was going to mention is <laughs> our friend John. I got to find a way to get John on the podcast because he's got things to say about things, yeah. but he's I'm not sure the tie in there is yet. Yeah. But anyway, he was telling us that he listened to our pod. He, like, <laughs> on the recommendation of some, some person on Twitter, he listened to an episode of our podcast on like 25% speed. Yeah. And it makes us sound drunk. Yeah which I think is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he said, like, especially listening to me trying to name a Neil Young song just made me sound extra drunk. Nice. So maybe I recommend <laughs> listening. literally be a drunken campfire conversation yeah. that has been had. Like, like, what was this song? It was this yeah. sweet at home mouth. Fre- bam. <laughs> Dude, go to bed. Freebird, <laughs> but anyway, uh, if if you are so inclined, I recommend maybe switching your podcast to twenty five percent and listening to the rest of this story as if I'm a drunk person telling. Yeah, <laughs> it's someone you're trying to get away from at a party, <laughs> like, dude. I don't care about the plague of Athens. Give me some space. <laughs> your breath is atrocious. Oh God. <laughs> Right. Oh, okay. Well, now well, that we have that, that's out of the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, while, when you're editing, decide which one or either oh, of it all stays, stays in. It oh, all good. Stays. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> so, humans have been blowing things for millennia. Uh, excuse me? Mm, you heard me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not arguing. <laughs> the earliest known wind instruments predate any historical record. They were typically like hollowed out bones with mouthpieces on one end and holes along the length to adjust the pitch and tone of the instrument. Kind of like, you know, recorders. Classic. My son, my son loves to, there's a recorder at my parents' place that I used to play. And he loves to like grab that thing and just like blow as hard as possible. And you get that like high pitched. <laughs> awesome. Like, you know, that we all know the sound. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you show them so, uh, hot cross buns. Yeah. I should agree. 
I should teach him how to Great modulate six. the notes. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe just not blow as hard as possible. Just let him once. keep Miles Davising it. <laughs> Sweet. Let's work on two notes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hypothesized by organologists, and organology is the study of musical instruments, that the origin <laughs> of wind instruments may stem from the use of ceremonial masks to magnify lip buzzing and other mouth sounds made during the use of prehistoric rituals. Whoa. I thought that was an interesting point. It's very pagan and evil. Yeah. Speaking of lip buzzing, so proto-trumpets are likely among the first wind instruments, such as the Roman cornu. Mm. Might ring a bell because cornucopia is kind of that shape. Yeah. Horn, um, cor, coronet is like a Italian yeah. for a horn or something. Well, there you go. So it's actually, maybe you know what it looks like. It kind of looks like a thin tuba that you wear over your shoulder. kind of like winds around you a little bit. I can picture it, yeah. And there's some cool videos, actually. Maybe I'll link those in the show notes. So we know the, what they look like because we discovered a lot of them. We, like I'm a historian. We, the people. <laughs> we, we, in the, we in the archaeological community. Yes, I include myself in that. Yeah, I'm a human. I belong. <laughs> so anyway, we know what they look like because we found them in the ruins of Pompeii, perfectly preserved. Right. So thanks, Vesuvius. Thanks for that disaster. Don't worry, we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't, we haven't we'll forgot about back. Vesuvius. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we just had... You know, her, a horrific seven-year eruption in Iceland with yes, the we did. craters. So yeah. maybe I'll, I'll let volcanoes cool down a little bit, then we'll come back. And then they'll blow up. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can actually find people, of, uh, find videos of people playing the cornu. Mm. Uh, and I'm not sure if these are the ones actually recovered from Pompeii or just modern sort of recreations. But either way, they sound amazingly like modern trumpets when you play them. And oh, okay. I always think that's kind of cool how... You know, two thousand years, but some things just don't change. Yeah, um, it's a it, it, model that you know it works. Yeah, it works. You just blow. You, you <laughs> blow, baby. <laughs> uh, it also it also reminded me, and maybe this I don't know if this stays in or not, but I remember when I saw you remember that Mel Gibson movie Apocalypto. I never uh, saw it. I know what you mean, though. It's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I remember seeing it in theaters, and there's this one scene where. Uh, like some one woman hums a melody to her child. And I remember mm. thinking that it sounds really, sounds pr- kind of modern using sort of like a modern progression. Okay. A note progression. But then it also made me think, what about that is modern? And mm. why do certain notes work together? Yeah. And like, you know, you know how there's off-putting notes and combinations of notes and there's sure. something innate about that? Yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's certain, there's certain notes that, just don't go together. And yeah, regardless of what civilization or what society you come from, you never hear those notes together. No, it's, they're always it's, off. It's dissonance in all languages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. interesting. Yeah. There's actually another good video that I'll probably like. There'll be a lot of links in the show notes, but there's a great video from uh, Bobby McFerrin yeah. on the pentatonic, yeah. pentatonic scale. I've seen You've that. You've probably seen yeah. the video. Yeah. He's jumping around and yeah. And yeah. people just understand the pentatonic scale. Just it's like in your bones. Like, what's the next note? And they all sing it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So uh, those those interesting from uh you know, in in the show a lot of times we talk about the human element of things and it's just it's fascinating that trumpets sound like they did two thousand years ago and right. have these notes that are just coded into us somehow yeah. and yeah yeah that was cool. Don't worry, there's a disaster. I'm getting to the disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a lovely 
time in this conversation. Also, if you're new here, you'll know that especially when I'm giving disasters, I like <laughs> to go deep on the background. He so. likes to start from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So around the same time that Romans were blowing shoulder-mounted trumpets, horns <laughs> were also rising to prominence. And uh, horns, like, in contrast, these trumpets were usually made of brass or metals. I think typically brass. Sure. Um, horns a lot of times are made from animal horns, like literal horns. Right. That's why they're called horns. Horns. Uh, an example of this that's actually still in common use is the shofar used in Jewish religious ceremonies. Okay. So like at, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you've seen them. Maybe I'll post a video to that too. <laughs> Makes sense that there's a lot of videos in these musical ones, but yes. anyway. So I guess for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, there's a uh, part of the ceremony is blowing this shofar horn. Which okay. actually sounds pretty cool. Like to so. this day. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's pretty neat. Uh, Romans had horns too, typically made from ox horns, but they also used bronze horns in the army. Okay. Neat. So in the interest of this being a short tragedy Tuesday, I'm just going <laughs> to fast forward a little bit here. Uh, yada, yada, yada flutes. Yada, yada, reed-based wind instruments. Yada, yada, the Greeks developed more intricate instruments with finer control of pitch and tone. So the Romans weren't so concerned with, you know, fine notes. They just liked to blast it through horns. Yeah, it was more of a <laughs> pronouncement proclamation device. Yeah. Well, if you, you know, we're kicking off the uh, gladiators. Exactly. If you're, <laughs> the Roman focus was on conquest, so they needed something that their army could hear. Yeah, sound off. And uh, the piccolo didn't do it. <laughs> no, no, the flute won't do it. The other, uh, although one honorable mention for the Romans, I didn't know this, but Romans had bagpipes. Oh, really? Yeah, or I guess they called it the Utriculus, and this was in like the first century AD. Dang. So, I don't know, I didn't actually go down that rabbit hole, but I wonder if like Scottish bagpipes come from the Roman occupation of uh, Britannia, and they brought the bagpipes and then they stayed there? I don't know. That's probably a safe bet. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. kind of neat. I, that just occurred to me. Maybe mm. that's something I should look into. We'll just say it's true. Hey, maybe that's a Patreon exclusive micro disaster. The history of the bagpipe. Oh, <laughs> I was that as a disaster. <laughs> just a lesson. Some people, some people don't like the. Some bagpipe. people hate the bagpipes. You know what? I bet you if I look into the history of the bagpipe, there's going to be at least one death. So maybe that's the disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Someone tried to inflate it, and instead their lungs <laughs> popped. Well. Look, I, I, I ringed a death out of the history of the comma, so I think I can find one in the history <laughs> yeah. of the bagpipe. I think you know your way around a disaster at this point. <laughs> yes. Um, so after the fall of the Roman Empire and the decline of the Roman and Greeks' uh, influences, they were kind of the main source of musical innovation. Uh, so at the time when they both fell, that innovation shifted to the Middle East. Mm. Uh, and accordingly... It was the spread of Islam that brought new innovations in musical instruments to the Western world. Sure. So like horns, trumpets, and flutes, they all evolved uh, to evolve, to allow them to be more intricate and nuanced. Like, I'm not sure exactly when valves were introduced, but at least with the Roman horns, you would change the note by how you blew into it. Yeah. There weren't actually any like holes or valves or anything. Right, right, right. Yeah. So they're introducing things like that to trumpets and flutes and things like that. And this migration lasted throughout the Middle Ages, which went into about the 16th century AD and covered the span of everyone's favorite Black Death. Ah. 14. This is a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. There you go. 
So wind instruments evolved further through the Renaissance. You had a lot of proto-versions of modern instruments like the bassoon and clarinet and oboe. They kind of showed up in this period up to the 17th century. Okay. The Baroque and classical period spanning sort of the 16th through 19th centuries saw the emergence of most of the modern wind instruments that we're familiar with, like the Mm. modern trumpet, the modern oboe, the modern clarinet. Just like if you go to see an orchestra, that's pretty much what you're looking at. Okay. Then came the Romantic period and with it, our friend Adolf with an E, not the Adolf that you immediately thought of. Nope. Yep. Okay. I'll wait. We're talking 19th century. So not, not, not quite. Not, not him. Okay. Not the not not the big A Adolf, no. different Adolf, and this <laughs> one has the guy a e who at the end. Ruined so. the name Adolf. <laughs> yeah, this was this was possibly one of the last few Adolfs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, not a, not a name you hear anymore. <laughs> no, not so much. So Adolf, born in now, fuck that, all that. That's all I can think of whenever I say his name, and I <laughs> every say it time a lot you say here. it, I get this. It's like being zapped yeah. with a buzzer. Like, eh. oh boy. Well. Well. Let's power through. Is what it is. So Adolf, born in 1814 Belgium, couldn't Mm. catch a break. Mm. At three years old, Adolf rolled down a flight of steps, and luckily enough, his head broke his fall by colliding with the stone floor at the bottom. (laughs) That is lucky. (laughs) Yeah. His shoulders were saved. (laughs) Well, you know what? Actually, we were talking about licorice. I think the reason... Well, other than the fact that it's gross, I think the reason that I don't <laughs> like black licorice, uh, when I was three years old, I remember playing at the top of the stairs with my dad, and then I <laughs> slipped and rolled down the stairs. <laughs> Into some black licorice? No, I was crying my eyes out, and to yeah. make me feel better, my parents gave me candy, and it was <laughs> black licorice. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know... First of all, I don't know what your thoughts on black licorice are, but it's objectively disgusting. I mean, I, disgusting. I love it, but I didn't like oh, okay. it when I was a kid. <laughs> that would be like salt in the wound. Fair enough. So this isn't me being contrary because you heard me say that I don't like it before you said that you do like it. Oh, no. I, I just, yes, peener. <laughs> <laughs> maybe but they anyway. did that just to distract you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they just punch me in the face then? <laughs> don't give me black licorice. Oh, I mean, I'm you forgot about your head, enough. see? <laughs> God. Um, anyway, so Adolf rolled down the stairs and his head broke his fall and then he spent a week in a coma, oh. but amazingly he woke up and went on living. Good boy. That's Adolf. a little bit of foreshadowing. A little while later, Adolf gave in to his desire to swallow things and he drank a <laughs> mixture containing, among other things, white lead and arsenic. <laughs> wow. Somehow. Just lying around the house. Just, you know, it's the early 1800s. People don't know what this is. They don't know what there's, yeah, there's not a lot of uh, safety going on. How how old are we at this point? Uh, Well, he was born in 1840. I would say at this point he's like five years old, maybe. Okay. Not even. Yeah. Curious little boy. Indeed. Somehow he survived this despite arsenic poisoning causing headaches, severe diarrhea, and vomiting. Yeah. And he recovered only to swallow a needle. Oh. Where are these parents, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> what are they? What do you have to do in 1814? Yeah. Thankfully, he passed the needle without issue too, though. So wow, lucky. a lucky break, man. Short time after that, Adolf <laughs> fell onto a burning stove and suffered serious burns along the side of his body. Oh, good lord! The type of burns that typically get easily inf- infected in the 19th century, which they did, mm. but amazingly, he recovered. <laughs> this kid is resilient. 
kind of unbreak. He's kind of Bruce Willis and Unbreakable. At he's this kind point. of Unbreakable.com. <laughs> yeah. Dot com. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Because when they when that movie came out, they they were like really pumping it up as yeah Unbreakable. Unbreakable.com just to check it out. Oh, and that's yeah. just it's stuck <laughs> in my brain as that. That's it's like, so good. Yeah. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. Like Six Sense was great. And I love Unbreakable.com. What? Um, Unbreakable. <laughs> that's what I said the first time. Amazing. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so flash forward to 10 years old. So this was around like five years old. So he's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive, amazingly. And at 10, a villager from his village saw a body of a boy floating face down in the river. Mm -hmm. He rushed over, pulled it out, and found that it was Adolf, who sputtered back to life, and he was fine. (laughs) Again. Oh, my God. So let's just sum up. He's rolled down a flight of stairs, hit his head, spent a week in a coma, woke up, and he was fine. Yeah. Drank arsenic and white lead. Fine. (laughs) Swallowed a needle past it fine no issues uh burned his body burned his body got infected was fine and mm. then i don't know what led up to this but he essentially <laughs> drowned himself and i'm assuming his parents like on purpose threw him into the lake <laughs> that's the kind of people we're dealing with <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. uh but luckily that was the end of adolf's bad luck Except not really, because a short time after that, he found himself flying across his father's workshop after a barrel of gunpowder exploded. <laughs> but but that was it. That was it. Oh, uh, that sentence. <laughs> there was not a lot of time for flying across, and then the gunpowder was just like, why is he flying? Oh, he was okay. blown. Okay, no, but... The- but that was it. That was it. Oh, that's all. Okay. No, oh, it wasn't. we've all done A that. stone tile slipped off a roof while he was walking down the street and hit him on the head, knocking him unconscious for a few hours. <laughs> his brother or his mom's like, God damn, you suck, Adolf. <laughs> Why is it Adolf's fault? Maybe <laughs> just, he's cursed. I think so, but it's just like, <laughs> whoa. Hey, maybe this is a Sarah Good situation. Witchcraft trial of Sarah Good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe he's maybe he's possessed by a witch. Maybe maybe pissed a witch off. Yeah, check out that episode, and you'll hear all about witches that are fake. Yeah, witches that are not real. Yeah, yeah. Not sure if it was the world trying to kill him or something else. Adolf Mm. decided to spend a bit less time out and about and a bit more time indoors, focusing on his talents, building instruments. Okay, I was wondering <laughs> when we're back so, to the instruments. Exactly. His most successful attempt at creating a new instrument was a kind of brass clarinet, but modified so that the horn curved upwards and outwards. And he named it after himself, combining phone with his last name, Sax. Hey. And thus, the saxophone was born. <laughs> but that's not really the end of the story. Oh, oh good. <clears throat> So it's shitty ending. The story, well, yeah, Dream. <laughs> had a shitty life, and then he made the saxophone. And then he made the saxophone. <laughs> Ta-da! So the the story of the saxophone doesn't end with its birth. People mm. didn't particularly like Adolf Sax, and they liked his bizarre new instrument even less. <laughs> sax debut. I'm going to start calling him Sax now because I got. Let's I'm done calling him Adolf. Yeah, yeah, let's get off the Adolf. But seriously, <laughs> they didn't like him. Like, on top of everything else, no one liked him. 
Uh, <laughs> especially for making the saxophone. It's it's a whole thing. You know what? I've got I'll tell you about it. How about I tell you about How it? How about you just tell me about it? Because this poor bastard. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Sax debuted the saxophone uh during an instrument design competition in Belgium, which is mm. where he's from. Okay. Or well, he hoped to debut it until when he left his sole prototype unattended, one of his competitors who didn't particularly like him kicked him and damaged it irreparably. <laughs> didn't get to premiere it at this no. competition. He didn't get to play uh, some dirty sax. No, not nope. yet. That'll have to wait. Okay. It was at this point in 1842 that sax had about enough of Belgium's shit, <laughs> understandably, because yeah. it's been trying to kill him for it's 30 not years. It's been a good experience. He decided to move to Paris to grow his passion for building instruments. Ah, fresh and he was start. Also lu- exactly. <laughs> in Gay Paris. Gay Paris. He was also lured there by getting wind, instrument, yeah. of the French military hoping to revive marching bands mm. and looking for new instruments to do this with. <laughs> Imagine a marching band blowing a sax. Like, no, 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 no. But he didn't know that then. <laughs> well, he didn't, know, And also... uh it's, it's also interesting, 1842, like, this is an era where a band can be looking for new instruments. Sure. Like, <laughs> nowadays, like, what do you mean we've you invented mean them all? Exactly. They're, we're done. They exist. There's enough. We ended with synthesizer. Yeah. Or yeah, we're something. done. We're done. We got this. Yeah. At first, uh, everything was coming up sax. So the composer, Hector Berlioz, published a glowing review of his new instruments. Oh, he's the guy who has all the bells or something, right? Oh, well, mini sidebar about Hector Berlioz. Oh, we'll get to that. So you know his music, even if you don't know his music. Mm. So if you listen to this podcast, I'm going to guess that you've at least heard part of the Dream of the Witch's Sabbath, which is the fifth movement, movement of Berlioz's Symphony Fantastique. Uh, which is appropriate as the piece is about an artist's self-destructive passion for a woman. And it tells the story of his obsession, dreams, nightmares, and visions of murder, joy, and despair. So Mm. dream of a witch's Sabbath. Perfect. But the point is the melody from this piece was co-opted for the opening credits of the shining. Aha. You know, like when they're driving into the whatever. Sure. And there's that like, yeah. So that that is from the dream of the witch's Sabbath. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I can't hum, so maybe that <laughs> I can hum, especially when I got a mouthful of phlegm. That's when it really sounds perfect. Like. Yeah, but anyway, great. So that's that's borrowed from the fifth movement of Symphony Fantastique. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it's again appropriate because the fifth mo- movement is about a satanic dream where Berlioz is caught in a riot of sorcerers and demons at his own funeral. Mm. And their groans and cackling are only interrupted by the appearance of his beloved as a witch leading the mockery. <laughs> I think evil. See, that's the thing. Like it at, in in the early 1800s, mm-hmm. when you broke up, you wrote a symphony that would go down <laughs> as one of the greatest symphonies ever written. Yeah, this was this was Berlioz's like bad breakup song. Exactly. <laughs> this is his version of like growing a beard and yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Eating junk food. Yeah, f- fine. I guess I'll write something brilliant then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, also when I when I actually reminded myself of the backstory for those, I wonder why I got into dark music because like I grew up listening to this, and the backstories are always like 
and all the operas <laughs> that my parents would take me to see. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> you know, she was, she was a prostitute that found love, but then died because of tuberculosis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's good. a love story. What? Yeah. No, nobody. <laughs> uh, also, Nuclear Norm and I learned all about the music of Berlioz when we took a music course together. Okay. In undergrad. That was kind of neat. Nice. And kind of reminded me that we should have Nuclear Norm on again. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. I feel we like need, uh, the calls. Educating. Yeah. We need, we need some Nuclear Norm. Yeah. Yeah. We're lacking. So, anyway. Berlioz took a break from his fever dreams to plug Sax's newfangled instruments, including the saxophone. Nice. And the rest of the instrument-making community in Paris, which it turns out was quite large, decided to go on a vendetta against the plucky Bulgarian upstart. <laughs> Fuck this, is this such guy. such a weird... Right? Like... <laughs> Get the so, fuck out of here, Benjamin. We don't want your <laughs> weird-shaped horn. <laughs> Uh, as they're like carving out a baguette with yeah, you know, exactly. finger holes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is how you play the baguette. Yeah, it's the worst. That would be the worst wind instrument. It was so porous. <laughs> carbs too. A lot of carbs. The worst. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of carbs. Just <laughs> feel bloated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, fueled in part by Sax's initial massive success and Berlioz's endorsement, uh, this led to more endorsements, massive word of mouth, and eventually he established the Adolf Sax Musical Instrument Factory. Cool. So again, magics are coming up, coming up Sax. Coming up Sax. At the, at the same time, Sax's rivals went at him hard. <laughs> so for example, in 1843, Dom Sebastian's opera Gaetano Donizetti was about to premiere, mm. and Sebastian planned to use Sax's designs for brass clarinets, which were objectively better than the ones made by other manufacturers. Okay. But when those manufacturers found out about this, uh-huh. like when they caught wind instrument, uh-huh. <laughs> they convinced the orchestra to boycott the performance if Adolf Sachs supplied the instrument. So <laughs> Sachs lost the contract. Oh, politics. Cannot catch a break. Oh. It was around this time that Sachs was pushing his original passion project, which was the saxophone. So he officially debuted it at the Paris Industrial Expedition in 1844 by playing it from behind a curtain. And I mm. thought that was interesting because he played it from behind a curtain because he hadn't patented it yet. So he didn't want to show it to yeah, anybody. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of, you know, a sign of the time, I guess. Sure. Again, like... These ideas, the they're all just up in the air for anyone. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, he just didn't want anybody to steal it. Looking at you, viciously jealous rivals. <laughs> so shortly after this, Sachs revisited his original plan to be the sole supplier of instruments to the French military. And mm-hmm. he won this honor by having his instruments win in a battle of the bands between a military band playing traditional instruments <laughs> and another bl- band playing his saxophones and other modified designs. Nice. And, uh, his nephew's high school band was there too, I think. Yeah. They yeah, did a cover of Teen Spirit. It wasn't very good. <laughs> This battle of the bands. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, we've all heard that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who went to a high school coffee house yeah. instantly conjured that memory. Like, oh, God. I remember I once went to a coffee house where I think four bands in a row played Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> wow. They didn't talk to each other before. <laughs> uh, no, 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 <laughs> We're good. playing it too. We can't change it now. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you're in high school. It's the one song your band learned. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so this, the band that played by his instruments won, and that was kind of the last straw for Sax's rivals. Yeah. So they formed something that they called the United Association of Instrument Makers, whose sole mandate was to take him down. <laughs> Why do they hate him so much? I don't know. The world, I, I, I've always sort of inherently backed the underdog. Yeah. So this is pissing 100%. me off. <laughs> right? I mean, and we all love sacks. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and I'm getting to why I picked this. Maybe you have an inkling of why I'm talking about the saxophone when it comes to the musical record. No, I'm stupid. We'll I, I'll figure it out when okay, you say fair it. Okay, fair enough. We'll <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I, I 100%. Because they kill them, I'm assuming, but I'll go on. <laughs> God. Uh, and take him out, they did. And by take him out, I mean annoyed the shit out of him in court. <laughs> so the United Association of Instrument Makers filed lawsuit after lawsuit seeking to make Sachs spend all his time in court instead of trouncing them in his factory. Mm. So first up, a lawsuit claiming that the saxophone didn't actually exist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll be surprised to hear that that failed. Yeah. And when it did, they claimed that the saxophone wasn't a real musical instrument. <laughs> and when that failed, the saxophone was too similar to other existing instruments. <laughs> Which is illegal, apparently. <laughs> yeah, but... I, I Jesus, what a shallow victory. <laughs> like, we'll just right. take up all your time. Exactly. And none of these, all of these failed. So yeah. they're just wasting his time. They just want to keep him occupied. Yeah, pretty much. Next up, Sax's rivals claimed that he stole the design that had existed for a long time. And their right. evidence? Saxophones from other countries branded by other manufacturers. Hmm. So that's kind of scandalous. That's got a little bit more substance to it. Yeah, it might have won the day if it wasn't discovered that Sax's rivals had just bought his saxophones, removed his branding, and put on branding from other instrument <laughs> manufacturers. <laughs> oh, these guys. So, so that, that did not work. <laughs> this is like the most petty right. examples of humanity in the world. Just let him play the saxophone. Just let him blow it, man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Undeterred, the anti-saxers, eh? Anti-saxers. Anti-saxers. Good I one. Was <laughs> I was proud of myself when I came up with that. <clears throat> Undeterred, the anti-saxers adopted the strategy that since Sax had played the saxophone publicly on many occasions, he couldn't patent it because he's already played it in public. So mm. how can you patent something that's been publicly played? Public domain was there. literally what it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Fair use. So actually, this is, this is, if you're rooting for the underdog, getting real sick of their shit, Sax pulled a put up or shut up move oh. that I think is pretty. So is this the part where like George McFly punches Biff right in the face. <laughs> this is it. Eh? Kind of. All right, all right. A little bit, a little bit. Let's go. It's not the end, but here we go. Okay. No, yeah. So he he retracted his patent application and yeah. said that any of his rivals were free to make a saxophone if they had the necessary skill. Oh, I love it. One year later, nobody could do it, so he applied for a patent and got it almost instantly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fucking do it. Think you can do it? Yeah. Do it. I love it. Got my permission. You guys, you guys are talking a real big game. Yeah. Go for it. Oh, that I'll is... Be, I'll wait right here. The best way to win. Yeah. To do nothing and just yeah. fold your arms and yeah. smile like a smug little prick I and wait. 
<laughs> Go ahead. I would love to have that experience once in my life. Yeah. I've never had that. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> go go ahead. Do it. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I'll go wait. Ahead. I got I'll, all the time in the world. Why? Because I'll I'm be not here. allowed to do anything. Because you fuckers. <laughs> you know what? Uh, uh, you you don't want me to watch. I won't watch. I don't need to watch. Mm, go ahead. Mm, 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 mm. Get back to me. I'm going to yeah. be at my country house. You could watch me. By the way. Yeah. If I was in, yeah. you can watch me all you want. Oh, totally. Not a problem. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go make one right now and you can take detailed notes. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. I know that you won't be able to do this. So <laughs> that's also one of my, one of my favorite, like one of my uh, guiding principles is, or one of my favorite quotes is never interrupt your enemy when he's making a mistake. So this is like a perfect, perfect example. Yeah. Like, you know what you guys, you know what you guys, you guys talk a lot. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. do it. I see the hole you're digging. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take your shovel away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ah. Then one of his factories mysteriously burned down. Oh, really? And then totally coincidentally, someone tried to assassinate one of Sax's assistants. <laughs> so oh, weird. Brief, brief victory. <laughs> okay. Eventually, unfortunately, all of his opponent's efforts left Sax financially drained. To the point that he had to flee to London and declare bankruptcy following a misunderstanding about whether he received 30,000 francs as a gift or a loan. Mm. And if anybody wants to talk more about that, join our Discord. And I'm happy <laughs> to talk the law of gift versus loan. Uh-huh. There's also some estate issues in there, so that's okay. pretty cool. It's also probably not surprising that Sachs, a man who once said, quote, in life there are conquerors and the conquered, I most prefer to be among the first. Right made his way back to the top. Ah. So he was appointed musical instrument maker to the household troops by Emperor Napoleon III, mm. who's a descendant of Emperor Napoleon I, leader of France during the Revolutionary Wars and famous underestimator of Russian winters. Uh-huh. <laughs> but don't worry, life didn't miss the opportunity to fuck with Saxe one last time. No, oh, of course. Because about this time that he was appointed by Emperor Napoleon III, in mm. 1854, Sachs developed a massive cancerous tumor on his face. Oh. And he was faced with a decision to undergo face-altering surgery or experimental herbal medicine, and he went with the herbal medicine. Oh. Which, I mean, we've talked about 19th century medicine before, so I, kind of 50-50 maybe. Uh, yeah, Although, um, it's more... This, forgivable this back m- then. So I think this was around the era of like the radium treatments for this kind of thing, but maybe it was still a little bit too early. Okay. But either way, by 1860, the tumor was gone and he was healthy. <laughs> so another example of this guy being bulletproof. <laughs> I was like, no, it won't happen again. I mean, this time again. he'll just unceremoniously die. No, 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 he made it still fine. So healthy in body, but not so. At this point, he was healthy in body, but not so much in finances mm. because the anti-Saxers never stopped, and <laughs> Sax was tied up in court for pretty much the rest of his life. Oh, and unfortunately, Adolf Sax died at seventy-nine years old in eighteen ninety-four, but not before he stepped outside his instrument-making realm to design a cannon capable of firing a five hundred-ton mortar that he called. <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> Keep waiting. Uh, the Saxa cannon. <laughs> <laughs> and I am sure 
that this design had nothing to do with any schemes he might have had to take his detractors down <laughs> once and for all. Oh, uh, well, you got to keep it on brand. Yeah. And I'm hoping to God it was a cannon sheet playing a saxophone. <laughs> 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 that would have been so good. Uh, so I guess the moral of the story is when you look around and all you see is haters, mm. just keep on going. Yeah. And also build a giant cannon. Yeah. The end. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And that's the history of the man who invented the saxophone and how life just couldn't, he couldn't catch a break. Yeah. Life just kept giving it to him. And how did he eventually die? Was he like shot, stabbed, bludgeoned, drawn and quartered and dipped in acid (laughs) until he finally said, all right. (laughs) Yeah. But he survived that. And then he just died of old age. Oh, I see. (laughs) Boy. What a guy. Oh, yep. So that's that's the that's the saxophone. Um and the reason that that came to mind is because of a band that came up I think I can't remember at the same time I don't know if it was first in our discord or if it was first nuclear norm that brought it to my attention but it's that band Clowncore that we've been talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're a by their own description, they're a grindcore slash jazz slash electronic duo. <laughs> That's all true. Which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're drums and synth and saxophone and synth and vocals in quotation marks. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a little uh, bicycle horn in there sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so the album that I picked is Toilet. So called because, as far as I can tell, they recorded it in a porta potty. Yeah, that's the first uh, the s- video I saw. Yep, yep. Yeah. The song I picked is "Hell," which is the first right. track. Yeah, yeah, on yeah, 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 Toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and like the reason that I, so we've talked about this before, and this is the kind of band they play in clown masks. They record. They recorded an album in a van. They recorded an album in a porta potty. There's another album that they recorded in like a kitchen of a hotel or something right and on the face of it it's the kind of band that seems like it would be all gimmick and no substance yeah i was all set to hate it yeah and then you listen to it and it's like that guy fucking shreds on the saxophone he's amazing yeah and then the songs are ridiculous they're like a minute and a half at most maybe two minutes yeah the drummer is as far as I can tell amazing and plays the synth while drumming. Yep. And then the guy with the saxophone also plays the synth and saxophone. And then the vocals are like these death metal sort of heavily processed, like yeah, heavily processed. And they're just it's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. ridiculous. It, it's like good and I don't know the word mesmerizing. Yeah, because it's you know grindy, I mean? but it's also there's a lot of catchy parts like. It's kind of groovy yeah. and funky, and yeah, then there'll be these jazz like, it's like yeah, and yeah, there's these interludes that on another album would be like samples from something else, but yeah. here it's seriously like there's there's like a a minute long song between two of their nuts songs, which is basically just like a smooth jazz interlude, <laughs> and it's this dude playing the saxophone yeah. really well, yeah, yeah. So, and and the other funny thing is my three-year-old son loves them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's for children too. Yeah, yeah. Like he, because I guess the first time he noticed that one of the albums has a van on the cover. 
So he just calls, he calls clown core in general. He calls them the car song. Nice. And he just asks for the car song and he like, he loves it. Like, cause he, he's learned the parts where, you know, they have like those crazy death, death metal vocal breakdowns and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he'll like thrash around to those mm. and then kind of like dance to the catchier stuff. That's so funny. That's so funny. And it's also like, yeah, I, I I think I'm doing something right here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to like father of the year. I think so. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, 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 yeah. I keep struggling with like, when, when does he get into the music that I listen to? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's such a weird thing. Yeah. Remember our daughter was like, cause we would, oh, we had satellite radio at the time when she was right. You know, five or six or whatever. And we would yeah, always yeah, play yeah. our state. Like we like the, I forget what it's called, but it's like 80s alternative. So she was really yeah. getting to know like the Smiths, REM, B-52s. Yep. And after a while, she's like, yep. can we listen to music that my friends like? <laughs> like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> we don't want you to be totally out of touch. And, you know. I'm, I'm hopeful that Roe gets that because, I mean, I also like, Gary doesn't, uh, there's not a lot of overlap in the music that, Gary and I choose to listen to or seek out. Right. I like, I enjoy her music. She does not enjoy yours. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) basically. Um, But so I think he's getting a good, like full spectrum of stuff. Yeah. 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 uh, Something that I worry about sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it'll work itself. But you know, it took me like 30 years to get into black metal. So I think he's got time. Yeah. It's all just waiting for you. That's the beauty of it. Exactly. I didn't catch almost anything the first time around. Right. It's all on yeah. the on the rebound. Yeah. Yeah. And then I wonder, I don't know if you can maybe edit this out or not. I don't know. But then I wonder like if I sort of nudge him down the same path where I grew up on soundtracks, not albums. Yeah. So like, you know, I get, I got a lot of, I think that's where I got like a breadth of interest, maybe not yeah. that there's not other ways to do it. But for me, I got it because I would listen to like the mission impossible soundtrack right. that has like pulp and then also Bjork. Yeah. And then, you know, all like this other nice we, cross like sh- cranberries, like, yeah. you know, kind of all over the map. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same with like hackers. That's where I got a lot of like electronic stuff from. All right. And the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack we talked about recently where, it, again, they've got like straight up like punk bordering on like metal on there, but they also have, you know, Peter Pumpkinhead. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. <sighs> but we want Roe to be able to name one Neil Young song. So maybe don't do that. I'm trying to name a song. <laughs> No, it's done. We did it. You, you, Summer 69. Oh my God. No. That's Brian Adams. Motherfucker. <laughs> I'll get one. But I've, I've given myself a guideline that I can't look it up. Like I have oh, to try just... and think of one. I'm not going to, I'm not going to look it up. I'm just, every time I'm going to try and name one. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that was a tragedy Tuesday about sax. Sax the man who wouldn't die. <laughs> That's fascinating. I did not know the his, the bloody history of the sax. So thank you. Now you know. Now, I know. now you know. And now you know about Clancore if you didn't before. Listen, right. check, check them out. Uh, if you liked what you heard just now, the best thing you can do to help us out is to tell a friend to listen. And don't do it by like burying them in lawsuits until they get super annoyed and design a giant cannon <laughs> and 
but then die before they get to use it. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. No. Just tell them just to listen. tell them. Because, well, you know, don't, don't be a, don't be a, don't be a thorn in their side or a group of jealous French music makers in Adolf Sachs's face. <laughs> don't take your cues from those guys. Yeah, don't do that. That's advice. Uh, the other... The next best thing you can do is to subscribe wherever you listen and leave a rating or review. I think Apple Podcasts is still the most helpful. You can become a patron on our patreon.com slash thisisasterpod to get tons of bonus content and access to live streams when you do major disasters. We got one coming up soon, so keep an eye on that and become a patron in the meantime. Mm-hmm. You can keep up with us on social media uh, at This Disaster Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can check out our website, www.thisdisasterpod.com. And I think that's it. If you ordered a shirt, I have it on authority that it's arrived. So Ooh. enjoy your shirts. Uh, if you're so inclined, you can leave a rate uh, review for those shirts on our shop website. That'd be helpful. Yeah. We're also selling Christmas cards in our shop now. Yeah. So get them while they're hot. <laughs> I say, I say hot because they're, I, I charred the edges myself. <laughs> I like them on fire. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And also join our Discord for our watch party next Friday, December 18th yeah. at uh, Safe Bet is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. That's right. For Die Hard. started shortly thereafter. Yeah. For Die Hard, the Christmas movie. Mm, yeah, man. 100%. Yeah. I've said my piece. Yeah. Yeah. Written, directed, and filmed as a Christmas movie fully By Santa Claus the entire time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> anyway thanks for tuning in and uh unless lee you got anything to add uh yeah uh last night i had a a dream that i Mm -hmm. walked downtown in my bare feet for some reason and i regretted it so i went into a drugstore to see Mm -hmm. if they had flip-flops and they did and they fit and that's like the best dream i've had in a really long time wow because usually you know that stuff they wouldn't yeah. you know i wouldn't have the money or they'd be something yeah. would be wrong yeah. with them or i dream about yeah. playing drums and the drumsticks are broken and so yeah. this like yeah. was a surprise nice. <laughs> things just kind of came up late they kind of worked out they, they all, everything came up lanutin nice good job yeah glad i, like I added that yeah good i hope i have a dream like that myself <laughs> about you going into the store all yeah. yeah yeah thanks please do <laughs> Okay, well, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in our next major disaster. Bye. Bye. Bye.